With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Halftime in that uh, AFC Under-20 Asian Cup game between Qatar and Australia. And uh, the young Socceroos have recovered pretty well after conceding that early goal. They lead 4-1 at the break. Bernardo of Adelaide United getting the fourth goal. Keep you uh, posted when they restart for the second half. Uh, now, expressions of interest have, of course, closed for the new sec- uh, National Second Division. That uh, happened on Monday. And the response has been pretty good. 32 clubs have put their hands up from all over the country, included a famous names from the old NSL, such as South Melbourne, Melbourne Knights, Marconi, Stallions, Sydney Olympic and Adelaide City. Uh, there are modern-day MPL success stories like Peninsula Power and Avondale. And also a couple of very interesting propositions. For example, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Sutherland Sharks have teamed up with uh, the NRL club Cronulla. Football South Australia has put forward a joint bid between Campbelltown City, Metro Stars and West Torrens Bacala. And there's Brisbane United. Uh, United are an amalgamation of three Queensland clubs, Wynnum Wolves, Brisbane Strikers and Virginia United. And the chair of their bid, Robbie Cryam, joins us now on the line from Brisbane. Evening, Robbie. How are you, Robbie? How are you, Simon? How are you, Alex? Very good. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, so how did this idea come about? Well, I suppose a couple of years ago, we started a work in progress. How does a second division team work in Brisbane? And what is the most uh, successful model that could, you know, that could actually work? And we spent quite a bit of time at research. And you know, the research that showed up for us was that we had to be a team that represents Brisbane. But also, we had to be a team that didn't play against uh, other clubs. And uh, that was very clear in all the research work that we've done, is that you know, if it was under Wynnum's name, other clubs wouldn't come and support them. Uh, and we didn't have the base. So the idea was, let's just follow what works in other codes. Uh, and what came out in the research was, we have a united team that can be representative of all clubs in Brisbane. Um, and we don't compete against any other clubs. We don't play them at junior level. Um, but we work collaboratively. And that was one of the key factors and why we developed Brisbane United. So what is the, the financial split between the three clubs in terms of... Who's putting the money up for this new ad? That's always the big question, isn't it? Where's the money, Ravi? Where's it coming from? Well, uh, I think, firstly, it's not owned by the clubs, right? So let's just put this The club is a membership base. So uh, the two foundation members are Wynnum and Brisbane Strikers. Uh, Virginia United is a Tier 1 member, and there'll be another couple, another Tier 1 member. And then any other club in Brisbane can become a member, just like any other supporter can become a member. So it's a membership-based organisation. Um, at the moment, funding for the bid has come from corporate support, um, and that's what's got us this far. And you know, our modelling of financials is that we believe that we have enough corporate support and um, seed capital to get us through to make sure it's a financially sustainable bid. Okay, so you, you'll add more clubs if there is interest. And uh, just so we're clear, the Strikers, Virginia United and Wynnum, they'll all continue playing in the MPL system. Is that correct? Correct. We are. We have formed a new club. It just happens that other club. Everyone's a member. Okay. So there's no ownership. Uh, it's a membership-based scenario. And Robbie, just pressing a bit more on, you know, 
Simon joked a bit about where's the money coming from. So just a bit on that. I mean, do you know exactly how much it is going to, you know, per year going to cost for a, a national second division license? I mean, the, the, with the travel and, and all expenses throughout the year. And, and, and where right. is that coming from? Is it sponsors? Is it the APL tipping in a little bit? No, no, no. Look, I think this modelling for a second division has been going on now since 2017. Mm. Um, and the financial modelling is very clear. You need to operate with a budget around $2, 2500000 million. Um, and that's what our modelling is based on. Um, our modelling has been based on paying a centralised licence fee. And, you know, in our briefings, the Football Australia uh, did with all the clubs over the last six months was there potentially will be a licence fee somewhere between anywhere between three hundred to 600000 um, so we based our modelling of what a licence fee could look like and what we would need to run a club. The, the thing that people don't... Is this club uh, infrastructure... We've already got existing infrastructure. Um, we've got training facilities. We've got a home ground to play at. So a lot of the infrastructure that A-League clubs or other clubs pay for, we already own that uh, amongst ourselves of our member clubs. So that's a big cost that we don't have to outlay. But we, have, we will be operating, our numbers are operating off a budget of around $2, $2.5 million. Okay. Uh, that was what I was going to ask you about next, actually, was uh, the home ground, which uh, you, you've said is going to be Perry Park, the traditional home of, of football in Brisbane, which, uh, as we all know, needs uh, investments. Uh, is this a way to leverage government support and perhaps uh, get Perry Park up to standard as a home of football, a modern home of football in Brisbane. A few people have asked us this on Twitter as well. Sure. Look, we've been talking with the Lord Mayor and the State Government now for nine months about Perry Park. Um, we've taken the Brisbane City Council through our whole modelling, our journey. You know, when I presented first the, the idea and the model to the Lord Mayor uh, up nine months ago. Uh, and the Lord Mayor is very much committed uh, to Brisbane United and is committed, uh, which he has done that in the letter of support that he's provided in our expression of interest, that if we are successful, that the council will work with the club and the state government to look at upgrading Perry Park. Well, that's good, because that's certainly overdue. Uh, I'm just going to ask you one more question. Brosky's got one as well. Uh, you, you've gone for blue and amber in terms of your colours. That's uh, traditional colours of uh, the city of Brisbane. I know that uh, the Lord Mayor helped you light up the Story Bridge in Brisbane with those colours uh, last week as well. And, and you've also paid homage to the history of, of the old Brisbane United with the addition of 1991 on the badge as, as the year of formation. Uh, do, you, do you own that history? I'm, I don't know, you know how this all works because obviously that was a club that was um, you know, quite, quite famous back in the day. Uh, is, that, is that history owned by anybody or have you had to purchase it or how's that all worked? Um. We're lucky that uh, the gentlemen or the people that had the licence have licensed that logo and the name back to the club at no cost. Okay. Um, so that's why we're... And look, this has been going on, as I said, for two years. So it's not something that came up the other last week. So we've been working on that. So the Brisbane United now has a licence to use that uh, in perpetuity at no cost. Um, I mean, the colours was a no-brainer. Um, we had to have colours that represented Brisbane uh, because we are a Brisbane team... Uh, and we'll be the only club that truly represents Brisbane by our colours and by our name. Robbie, you were heavily involved in the formation of the championship a few years ago. Uh, I mean, we're all very optimistic about this and, and, you know, convinced that this is going to go well. Are, are we about to see this dream realised, in your opinion? And, and how close to your initial vision will it be? 
Well, it's really interesting. I was looking at the document that we produced back in 2017. Um, there's only been a few back then when we presented in October 2017 to where we are today. Uh, I think, I think the, the thing about it over the last five years, the clubs have never wavered that they, they, they can make a successful, financially viable second division. And I think just looking at the number of clubs that have put an expression of interest uh, as a testament to the clubs of being united. So we're very confident that the national second division can be and will be financially viable and the clubs will be able to support it um, by sticking together and making sure that we don't forget why clubs were formed. That is to produce players and fundamentally look after our supporters and our grassroots. Um, we have to mention Brisbane Raw, Robbie. Three times title winners in the A-League, of course, but have uh, fallen on harder times of late. Is it your intention to usurp them as Queensland's premier club or do you see them sell, Do you see yourselves as complementary rivals? We see ourselves... I mean, look, the Raw play in the national A-League competition. They are the premier team um, and that's what they are. I mean, we're in no competition to them. Our market's very simple. We represent Brisbane... Uh, we're going to be playing in the National Second Division. Our model's different to theirs. Uh, we would like to see the Raw be successful because if Brisbane Raw is successful, football's going to be greater benefit in Queensland. Indeed. Uh, final one from me, Robbie. The next step is the request for proposal phase. What does that mean for you and the 31 other clubs? Well, I think the next... Uh, we've got to wait to see whether we've been successful to go to the next stage. Um, and really the next stage is where I think a lot more meat has to be provided by both Football Australia as well as working with the clubs who are going to be shortlisted in what the competition is going to look like in greater detail, greater financial modelling. Uh, and I think it's going to be a joint partnership between the clubs and Football Australia to work out exactly what, what is the structure of a competition and to make sure that we're all united with that one vision to make sure it's financially viable and going to be successful. Okay, Robbie, exciting times ahead. Uh, we wish you all the very best with Brisbane United and uh, no doubt we'll speak to you again as we get uh, closer to, hopefully, the launch of, of the new league. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Alex. No Cheers. Worries, That's uh, Robbie Cryam, the chair of the Brisbane United bid. And before we go to a break, uh, Rob from Penrith has sent us a text, 0457 736 736. Uh, Rob says, with the announcement of the team's bidding for the NSD, do you think the FA have considered both the financial in brackets, corporate sponsorship and fan impact that relegation will have on established A-League clubs. Um, he goes into a bit more detail. Rob, to be fair, I don't think promotion relegation is actually on the cards to start off with. Mm. This is not going to be implemented um, you know, in year one or probably even year two. I think it's something to be looked at down the line. Uh, if you're going to have relegation, you have to have somewhere for relegated clubs to go down to, and that's got to be viable, Broski, correct? No, they're exactly right, exactly right. And yeah. vice versa, you want the clubs that are able, that are coming up, they're able to, to compete and, and financially um, you know, do what comes with being in, in the A-League competition. So it has to work both ways, and I think this second division will be in place for a couple of years yeah. uh, to see how it's all running smoothly. It's, it's a first step which um, allows aspirational clubs to aspire to something better and uh, hopefully puts in place a building block for that promotion and relegation at some point uh, in the near future. We all want it. I, I think personally it would be a massive boost for mm -hmm. the game in this country but obviously it's got to be viable for all concerned. Uh, fascinating topic. Let's uh, head off to another break. In the second hour of the show, we'll uh, kick things off by talking Premier League with Spencer Pryor back soon.